I had someone recently ask me what to do when they when you find yourself in what I guess what I would refer to as a complete emotional meltdown and I know that at the end of the day these are just words uh, you know everyone probably has a different way of describing you know or, or a name for it and really I think that the easiest way to deal with or to cope with at what I'm referring to as a complete emotional meltdown this you know these are, is really actually to define it and to really look at you know take a look at what we actually think is going on when this happens I, and to me that's what I have found that the first step is really in questioning you know what is it that we think is really happening when we think this is happening is as strange as that may sound and I think that you know each individual has a little bit of a different flavor of this uh, you know probably feels you know a little differently I don't think there's any one universal universal feeling for this but I know for me it's really helped me to take a look at and I hope that this is something while it may not necessarily look exactly the same for someone listening to this that at least there's enough similarity similarities and there is some you know some common ground with what other people experience that this can be somewhat helpful that's my hope but I know for me when I talk about what I refer to what I refer to as a complete emotional meltdown it is any situation in which I am completely overcome or overwhelmed by any sort of feeling that leaves me unable to think critically at all uh, I'd say probably more often than not this would be uh, the case would be that I'm overcome by a negative emotion than a positive one Although there are times when, you know, I can feel so happy and so overjoyed and so excited about something that I'm basically finding myself in a similar state. I'm so happy and excited that I can't focus on what it is I really need to take care of. I can't, you know, I'm so carried away by the good feelings that I'm having. I'm so, you know, taken, you know, taken away by whatever I'm feeling that I can't really be here either. And I find it interesting that, you know, after years of studying uh, Eastern philosophy and that the, you know, that the ancient Chinese spoke of the phrase excess joy. And I'm assuming that's what that is. I may be completely wrong, but I, it, it seems to me like that, that's what that, at least to me, that's what that speaks to me. And I'm open to being, if I am wrong about that. So, but I think what most people tend to talk to me about probably nine times out of ten are those situations when it's a negative emotion. And it seems like I don't know too many people who fear or live in fear of having positive, too much positive emotions or people who avoid that necessarily. But I do know that myself included, there are many people who fear being overcome by negative emotions. So when I, you know, that's that's the way I have found that has helped me to deal with this and to cope with this more effectively is to really take a look at, okay, what exactly is, well, you know, slow this down. What exactly is happening? 
when I when I am experiencing what I refer to as a complete emotional meltdown. And what's usually happening, getting back to when I'm and I'm basically getting back to where I was a moment ago, that it, it is really what's happening is there's an absence of an ability to think critically. Uh, there is a definite lack of perspective. I'm not able to really make a valid assessment or an accurate assessment of what is really going on. I, I you know, I'm not in a place where I'm calm enough to really assess, you know, what is really happening right now. I'm not generally not in touch with what's happening right here, right now, when I'm in the midst of this. And I'm extremely reactive. So just the, sl- the slightest thing that may happen, while it does not, you know, while whatever happens may not really justify an overreaction of some sort, I'm going to be much more prone to overreacting. It's almost kind of like what I call kind of like an emotional trigger finger. It's just, you know, it's a very jittery trigger finger. And just any little thing can cause me to overreact. And this really goes on and on. But, you know, what? You know, with me, my own personal flavor of this, there tends to be a lot of negative thinking. There tends to be a lot of negative self-image. Uh, my self-esteem is usually, you know, in you know, in the gutter, so to speak. Uh, I'm not feeling good about myself at all. I'm certainly not feeling good about life. I'm not feeling good about the future. Uh, you know, things actually feel pretty dark. And what's amazing about this is, is that all this stuff that I'm talking about, you know, stuff in quotations, all of this stuff that I'm talking about, is all in my head. It really has no bearing on reality. It really does not reflect the the reality on the ground in that moment. Now, that's not to say that there can't be, you know, there are some times when, you know, there are legitimate emergencies happening. There are sometimes in life, you know, you know, bad things do happen. And I'm not I'm not speaking about any of those because really the idea there is if something bad is really happening, if something, you know, really there is an emergency, uh, you know, it's understandable why things don't feel good. And that's really a whole different subject. You know, mindfulness practice in those moments and mindful coping practice, among other practices, can certainly help a person to cope with what times when things are legitimately not good. Uh, but that's really a different subject and a, and a, uh, a different conversation and a different discussion. But the, and it's a different line of thinking as well. But this is, you know, I'm speaking about just those everyday, you know, garden variety situations where it's just, you know, it's just life. It's just these things that have, you know, there's so much of life are, you know, are things that we choose our reactions to. We decide, we have a choice how we interpret those things and how we take the cues that are presented to us, you know, from the outside world. And when I started really taking a look at for myself what this really looks like, it became very apparent to me very quickly that the one thing that, you know, that I could, and the idea here is, first of all, to understand there's a lot of this I cannot control as far as what happens to me externally. There's not a lot I can do about that. You know, there's, you know, I have limited ability to control what's going on outside of me. So for me to try to, and that's another thing that happens, is when I am really emotionally locked up or when I'm in an emotional meltdown, you know, I'm wanting to control everything. And it's just a way of protecting myself. It's not bad. It's not wrong. 
It doesn't mean that I'm bad or wrong for doing this. It's just a normal human tendency. We are to, we're trying to brace ourselves against something. There, we're protecting ourselves. It's just this is the way that we're wired, and so there's a tendency to do this. So that's really the next step. In other words, once I have kind of created in my head uh, an image of and, an, and, a, and a narrative of what's going on, that kind of takes over, and my mind, you know, my attention is all generally focused on whatever my narrative is, whatever it is I'm thinking. What, however, I've you know, however negatively I have assessed the situation, whatever negative spin I have put on this situation—that's the situation at hand—that's what I'm really paying attention to, and that's what's really happening. I'm not really paying attention to what is actually happening, and by seeing what is actually happening allows me to also see what isn't happening. By paying attention, if I'm in the middle of an emotional meltdown and I can just stop and breathe in and out as a way, it's really a meditative practice to calm my mind. If I will just stop for a moment and just breathe in and breathe out, I can have the ability to allow my mind to have a little bit of space. I can, instead of paying attention to my obsessive ongoing thoughts about what I think is happening in this situation, I'm actually giving myself a chance to breathe. I can actually, you know, I'm not trying to figure anything out. I'm just simply breathing. And there are numerous things that we can pay attention to that are repetitive and that can be very calming. There are different kinds of physical movements. There's a lot of different practices, and it's a matter really of finding out what works. But in this case, I'm just really breaking this down because I think that that's the only way you know, for me to, to deal with and to cope with being in a complete emotional meltdown. It's to really unpack all the, the parts and pieces of this and see that a lot of this is just really an artificial construct that I have developed in my head. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's made up of numerous mental habits of, you know, of thought. I am thinking things that I, you know, very, it's very comfortable for me to start thinking certain ways when things get difficult. It's comfortable. It doesn't serve me well, but it's comfortable. And a lot of times the brain tends to do things like that because it's, it's just normal. It's, this, it's just those neural grooves have, have, uh, you know, have been, are there and it's just easy for us to do what we've always done, even if it doesn't serve us very well we can tend to be creatures of habit. So once I can get outside of the normal way of thinking, my if I can somehow find an exit, some way to get out of the loop of whatever it is that I'm thinking, and that's really where, you know, a meditative practice like listening to myself breathing, following the breath is what they generally refer to that as. I can begin to find a way out of being trapped in the or in these thoughts that I'm having. And that is probably the most important part of understanding the way out. In other words, you know, how can we actually cope? And then what I find is there there tends to be some hesitancy to leave these thoughts, you know, to leave them alone, to let go of them, to loosen my grip on my need to understand and have a story for what I think is happening. And I tend to, when these things happen, 
I tend to hold on very tightly to any negative thoughts I have about myself or about my life or my future. It, you know, and I don't 100% understand why that is. I have to think in some ways it's, it has to be self-serving. It's just hard for me to understand sometimes why holding on to something that really does not serve me well, something that does not really make me whole, it does not make me healthy, uh, and it certainly doesn't bring me any peace or any joy, why I will hold on to those habits of mind, those, those habits of thought, those self-defeating thoughts. The uh, you know the the the, uh, the belief in an identity you know that that casts myself in a negative light, but for me the, the the idea here is to just be aware of these things. It's just that's really to me it's the awareness is the key that unlocks the door to being free from these things. It it does not mean that these things will not happen. It doesn't mean that once we get to a point where we can cope more effectively with those times when we find ourselves sort of locking ourselves into these loops of self-defeating thoughts and throwing away the key, it's uh, it's something that I found that I you know re- you know repeatedly over time catch myself in the act of doing this. But there is no real magical. There's no there's no magic wand to make this go away. I can't find a way that's going to guarantee that I'm never going to catch myself in the act of doing this again. So what I've decided to focus on many years ago was just coping with when I catch myself in the act of doing this and taking some time to really think critically about what, you know, what exactly am I doing when this happens. And it's gotten to a point now where I at least, at the, at the very least, and this is, if this is all I'm ever able to obtain or to get, it is that when I am in the middle of what I feel like is a complete emotional meltdown or an emotional shutdown, and I just cannot figure out what to do, what to think, you know, it's you know, my mind is already way down the road, and I'm you know I'm just I'm basically you know letting myself being dragged along you know by that. It's already in motion. That if I can just realize in that moment that everything I'm thinking may not necessarily be true. Just having that realization, just that one realization, for me, has been incredibly powerful. That if I can just, in one moment, realize, you know, I'm thinking all these things. It feels very real. All this stuff, I'm really believing this right now because it seems like this is the way it is. And I feel like I really believe the fact that I really don't know what to do next. I just want to shut down. I just want to give up. I don't want to deal with anything at all, and you know, and, and and literally, we can talk ourselves into that, as I'm sure it's obvious to to almost everyone. We we can talk ourselves into being in that position very, very easily, and just by being able to realize in that moment, if I can have just a little bit of distance, it doesn't take a lot. If I can just have a little bit of perspective, that even if I am really believing how I'm feeling. If I really think that I'm completely shut down, that I'm really melting down emotionally, that I'm really not able to cope, if I can just realize that maybe that's not true, that's at the very least, that if I can just, and it's amazing how the more I have worked with this, and this is something that's available to anyone who practices mindfulness in some form or fashion. There are many different ways to do that. 
but it's just a matter of, you know, getting that awareness of cultivating that awareness within ourselves that what we think is happening may actually not be happening. That's really all that it takes. It's a simple, it, and it sounds incredibly simple. It is not easy when we're in the middle of really being wrapped up and clinging to beliefs about ourselves and our lives and what is happening and what we think is going to happen and about who we think we are, it is not easy to convince ourselves or even be open to the fact that all of the stuff that we're thinking is not valid. It's not true. It's, you know, we, we like to believe what we think. It's human. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's very, very normal and human. It doesn't always serve us well, but it's very normal to do so. So as I say, it's not easy if, you know, if it's just a matter of getting that little bit of perspective. And here's the, the beautiful part about this is I don't have to fix all this immediately. If I can just get a little bit of an opening to realize, you know, maybe everything that I'm thinking here and the way that I feel about myself and the way I'm thinking about myself is not really valid. That there's a tendency to want to, you know, once we realize that, we want to try to fix everything, so to speak. And that's not really what's best in the moment, at least for me. It's a matter of, it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're moving, you know, in a certain direction really, really quickly. It's going, if you apply the brakes, it's going to take some time to come to a stop. And the idea here is if you, you know, metaphorically speaking, if you slam on the brakes and start trying to fix everything, so to speak, I think sometimes that can cause more problems. I think the idea is to get our mind calm with some sort of meditative practice. And then once we have our mind calm enough that we actually can more clearly see that we have ourselves in this place of emotional meltdown or emotional shutdown and that we really can start to pay more attention to what is happening and not what we think is happening when we can loosen our attachments to the thoughts that we're having because it's very easy as humans to become very attached to what we think is happening we take and take our thoughts very seriously and there again, there's no judgment. doesn't mean that we're wrong or bad people for doing that. It just means that we're doing what humans tend to do very easily, but it does not always serve us very well. And if we can just, you know, give ourselves enough perspective and enough room to begin to, if I can get my mind calm enough to start just literally paying attention to what is really happening in this moment, not what I think is happening, then I can start to question all of these thoughts that I'm having. And there again, it's not in, you know, this is not an interrogation. I'm not trying to, you know, pin myself in, so to speak. I'm not trying to beat myself up emotionally. Uh, I'm not trying to make myself feel worse about myself. And that's the idea here. I've got to be very kind and gentle to myself in order to do this. The idea is, is that I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, a detective looking, you know, for, uh, you know, a perpetrator. I'm not doing that. What I'm basically doing is just trying to give myself the opportunity to see what's really going on. And it's when I start questioning all of my thoughts and assumptions about what is happening that I can begin to, in a very relaxed fashion, start to see what is happening. Now, I realize we don't always necessarily have the luxury or the time to spend a lot of time reflecting on these things and you know, questioning our thoughts. Sometimes we're in the middle of life, you know, we're on our feet, we have to take care of things, 
and we may not be in a place where we can really spend the time that we need to really work through all of these things that we're thinking and whether or not they're serving us well or not. So those during those times, you know, mindful coping can really help. In other words, I, you know, I can begin, you know, I, I can tell myself that I'm emotionally shut down or that I've emotionally melted down, so to speak. I can be telling myself that I can't deal with anything. It's very common. But once I can get to a place where if I can at least see that what I think is happening may very well not be happening, and I don't really have the time or luxury to really dig into everything and critically think about it and begin to question all of my thoughts and assumptions, at least I can see that everything is not as bad as I think that it is, provided this is, that this is not an emergency or a legitimate bad situation that sometimes happens in life. And that's a whole different subject. But in this case, if I can just see that things are not as bad as I think that they are, I may be able to lighten up my grip on it a little bit. I might be able to take things a little less seriously. I might be able to sometimes even, believe it or not, you know, laugh at my own silliness for taking things so seriously. Not saying that we can always do that, but sometimes it's possible. And what's beautiful is that even when we're in the middle of life, you know, things are happening and we don't have time to really think everything through, at least if I can kind of take a breath and just sort of uh, just let myself be for a moment, I may actually very well be able to do what it is that I need to do because I'm, you know, I'm not, the heaviness is not as, as, as much as it was when I was believing everything that I was thinking. You know, it doesn't feel as tough to take that next step of doing what I need to do to take care of what I need to take care of. You know, it's almost like I create a little space for myself if I can just be aware of what I'm doing. Even if I can't figure it all out right now, at, least, at the very least, I can at least see that I really am capable of coping with whatever it is, it is that I need to cope with. And the more that we practice cultivating an awareness of what we're doing to ourselves through our thought patterns, through our beliefs and assumptions, and, you know, uh, you know, building up an identity about this is who this is who I am, and this is what I'm doing, and this is what's wrong with everything. If I can just begin to have an awareness that these are things that I'm choosing to think, and a lot of it may be very unconscious, a lot of it may be happening automatically and subconsciously, but it doesn't mean that I can't start to work with those things, even if it is happening subconsciously. I can become more aware and become more conscious of the ways that I'm thinking, you know, in an automatic fashion that are not working well for me and that are not helping me and not benefiting me in any way. I can actually cope with life more effectively because of the fact that I'm more aware of what is happening and what's not happening. I'm more aware of the fact that a lot of where I struggle and what leads to an emotional meltdown is just a successive chain of events of my, th- my negative thinking escalating. It just, you know, one thing happens and I start thinking this about it. And then pretty soon that leads to me thinking something else about it. And then that leads me to feeling worse about myself. And then I start thinking something else because I'm feeling worse about myself. And then I start speculating about the future and wondering whether it's ever going to get any better. And pretty soon I've just talked myself into giving up. And that's really what it boils down to, at least for me is I'm just really talking myself into throwing up my hands, giving up, and just, you know, sitting down and just not trying anymore. 
and it's very, very easy to do. And the weird part is I've done it all generally in most cases, I've done it all myself. You know, I've chosen to react a certain way to the conditions on the outside and there again, no judgment, but it's something that I've chosen to do. And if I can just be aware that I'm doing that to myself, that's really the step that really unlocks, you know, unlocks that door of, be, of you know, trapping ourselves in a loop of, rein, of you know, self-reinforcing negative thoughts and those identities that we develop as a result of that. If I can just be aware that I'm doing it, that that's really all it takes in many cases for me to actually decide that I, that I really can go on. I really can make it. I really can do what I need to do. It may not be easy. It may be hurting some emotionally to do it, but at least I'm not giving up. At least I'm trying to stay in the game, trying to stay in, you know, stay in life, to be in the middle of it where things are really happening. And if I can give myself uh, some sort of tool or some sort of ability to do that, it, to me, it's worth making the effort to cultivate that within my life, the ability to do that. And that's really what mindfulness and mindful coping practice are and really what they can do for us.